Well, welcome into another episode of the Subscription Web Design Podcast. I am here with my friend, my coach, my mentor, Josh Hall. Josh, how you doing, my friend? The Yoda to your Luke Skywalker. It is an honor, man, to be on your show, Steve. Uh, I just have to say up front, man, to see your journey progress and to see you grow as a web designer and now grow as the king of subscription web design and as a fellow webpreneur and a coach. It's really cool, man. So I'm super excited to, to talk shop with you here. Awesome. Well, no, I, I appreciate that. I mean, this, this is about you, so we won't belabor too much on me, but yeah, without, uh, without your, uh, frankly coaxing and, uh, your just guidance and, and all of that, uh, we wouldn't be here right now. So, uh, this has been really, really a fun journey for me. You've officially dubbed my, uh, my new middle name of subscription that is at the bottom of every one of my, uh, emails that I send Steve subscription, uh, SRAM. So, um, what can I say? You, you, you even gave me a new title and everything. It's, it's hard to argue with. That's awesome. I have found a sweet spot with coming up with names for other people. At least I can't freaking name mine, my stuff. I have, I'm like, I'm, tr I'm still trying to nail down the name of my newsletter and I just can't. Yeah. Uh, but any other people, it's like every web designer, we can design somebody else's site and see what need, what it needs, but our own sites we're have we have trouble with that. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's real hard. So, um, yeah, I've had to hire other people just to work on mine because I, I'm not objective enough to do my own. So I know you've been there too. Um, so <laughs> yeah, this one, we're going to talk about uh, a really, really cool topic. We're going to talk about why web design now. And, and I feel like there are so many different places that we could go and, and that we could start with. So, um, I think what we should do is I would like for you to just tell a little bit of your backstory, a little bit about your journey of like how you got into web design when you did. And then maybe we tie that in to begin answering the question, like why is web design such a great career path and accessible career path for other people who are maybe trying to make a pivot or thinking about another uh, kind of uh, profession to go into? Yeah, it's really interesting now because it's very different getting into web design today than it was when I got into it, which was 2009, 2010. I used to be a cabinet maker for a tour bus customizing shop and a drummer for a rock band, kind of a weekend warrior for those who don't know. And then I got laid off from my cabinet making job. And since I was in the band world, I had always had an interest in art and design. So I just took a deep dive into Photoshop and I started learning mm -hmm. design and just mainly graphic and print design. Then I started doing our t-shirts, our album artwork and, and was really in that world. And then the, the light bulb moment for me came when we were playing at a festival and somebody asked us who did our CD artwork and our, our merch artwork. And I said, well, I did. And the inevitable light bulb moment was when they asked, how much would you charge to do ours? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I can make money at something I actually enjoy doing. That's one reason it's great to, to get into web design or any creative endeavor now. Uh, but when you mix creativity and passion with business and money, that's also equally tricky, as I found out. But I started doing graphic design for, for bands. And then uh, eventually I was helping out with a church. I was the, the drummer for a praise band at the time, too, occasionally. And they found out I was doing design and they say, hey, would you take over our website? No one's doing it. And I'm like, sure. I've never done a website before, but I'll give it a go. You're willing to pay me Why a little not? bit. And it was Dreamweaver days. It was end of 2009, 2010. Uh, and so they actually sent me, they paid for a community college class to learn Dreamweaver. And that's when I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I ended up signing up for uh, a program at my community college, which was for digital design and graphics. And so I was mainly mm -hmm. learning print design and graphic design. 
taking night night school classes and uh, just worked my way into doing web design. And as we all know, even back then, all roads led to websites because somebody would want to yeah. do a business card, then a brochure, and they're like, oh, this is, we eventually want people on our website. And it's a hundred times that now. I mean, even back in 2010, people, a lot of people understood the value of their website, but nowadays that's the, the first focus. So uh, that's how I eventually just kind of got into web design. And then it took over from there. I became a freelance web designer and then built a six-figure agency doing web design. Yeah. Oh man, that's so fun. And we talk a lot about this, that um, those of us who are in the creative uh, fields, it's like we naturally gravitate towards this. I don't know. Like, even even me, like I have a lot fewer students at this point than you do. And I know we've both in, in the past had the realization that many of those who've come to us come to us from sort of adjacent things. They were musicians in the past or they did, you know, maybe they were painters or physical artists or, or something or, or they, they had a proficiency for tech. And then, like you said, all roads lead to web design. It's like it's like for some reason, everybody finds this as like the um, uh, almost like a beacon or a, or a guiding light as a, as a place to go from those other paths. I think that's because a website is a home. It really is. It's it's like your online yeah. home. You can't put your home on Facebook or rented ground. Or if you do, you best hope they don't shut your you know your water off or or literally like take down your your home. So yeah. and and I know that's uh, we know that, but a lot of clients are learning that still. A lot of people who aren't in the web design world are understanding now that their website is the only place that you can truly own. Uh, and now, if you're using Squarespace or Wix or something that is self hosted you still run into the same problem potentially. That's why you and I are WordPress users. It's open source, yeah. meaning we own it. Um, but I'm also a huge fan of Circle, which is a self-hosted platform, but I also trust them. But in any regard, no matter the platform you're using, your website is where all of the roads lead to because that's where you control your sales funnels. It's where you control the the look and the style of things. It's where you control, control the verbiage, the copy, everything. You can control it. Uh, and I think yeah. that's why in short, all roads have and continue and will continue leading to websites. Yeah, no, that's interesting, right? And that and that that can almost be a little bit of a controversial statement these days, right? When you're talking about, gosh, AI and you know, is AI going to take over? And that, boy, there's just lots of roads that we could go into uh, there. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that. But but before we do that, you said that when you started out, it was a lot different you know, of a time, what would you say are some of the things, um, that make it a little bit different to get into today? So, and let me just say this, I'm sh we, we both would agree that it's still worth it today. We might would both agree that it's a little bit harder to get things going today. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but, but I would just love to know what you think might be a little bit different about it now or how, how you could approach that. I think it's 100% even more worth it to get into it today. But because there are so many opportunities and so many things you can do, that also presents a whole slew of new challenges. I don't want to call them problems because it's not necessarily a problem, but it is a challenge. Meaning when I got into websites in 2010, there wasn't, I don't even remember thinking about a phone, like responsive design. And yeah. WordPress was in, in its infancy the idea of like themes and page builders and different tools to use were very, very, there was very few to, to even think about. It was, even though it was difficult to do custom coding for me, uh, it was, it was relatively 
simple to get in in the way of like, well, you do HTML and CSS and there's the site and that's it. It's up. Yeah. Now, when people are getting into web design, they're like, okay, where do I buy my domain name? There's like three and a half thousand domain registers and hosting yeah. companies. What There's WordPress, there's Wix, there's Webflow, there's Squarespace, there's Duda, there's all these different builders. And then, oh, by the way, there's also themes and page builders that are a level back from WordPress. So I think there's just a lot more to decide on when it comes to, mm -hmm. to building your business. The reality is there's no right or wrong tool. And it's kind of interesting. And I don't know where you're at with your tool stack, Steve. I know you're a WordPress guy like myself, but again, I kind of branched out of just WordPress by using Circle for my community because I just freaking love Circle. It's so yeah. intuitive and so easy to, to run. Um, I, I don't customize it like I do WordPress, but it, that's shown me that there's just so many ways you can do something. It's not a right or wrong yeah. way, but the challenge that presents is that you do have to decide. And it's an important decision because when you build a web design business, your tool stack is a huge part of maintaining it and, and, and building it. So it's not something to take lightly, but it's also not something you can drag your feet on too long. So I think that's why yeah. more than ever, it's probably a shameless plug, but more than ever, you need a coach. You need somebody to help guide you, even if it's just a YouTube channel and somebody you relate to, um, to have somebody kind of share what they're using. And again, I'm a Divi guy, but not everyone loves Divi and that's fine. Some people love Elementor in the WordPress world. I know Bricks mm -hmm. is, is the hot thing right now. Um, I say, if you like that, awesome, go with that. But the challenge really is deciding on who you're going to, like what community you're going to be in, what company you're going to trust and what tools you like. I think that's where the real challenge is. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and don't worry, I was going to go there too. Um, because a lot of people who find me, uh, we're having a lot of the same conversations over and over again about, well, what tool should I go with? Should I, I just heard of Duda the first time, like a couple months ago, I'm like, what is this thing? And so it's just, it's like almost every time I have an onboarding call, I hear about some new tool that's out there that people are creating content around and finding. And, and there's so much analysis paralysis and, and so many things that you do have to piece together that I understand why people are looking for some of these all in one platforms like Squarespace and Wix and Duda and all of those. Um, you know, let, let's be honest, going the WordPress route is a little bit harder um, because there are things that you have to piece together. But of course it's an entirely separate conversation. That's worth it as well because of not wanting to build your house on, on rented land. So I actually do want to sort of echo um, that sentiment of find a coach, find like, find somebody who you know, like, or trust, spend some time with their content, both me and Josh and others like us create tons of free content on the internet that you can get a really good sense of whether or not you uh, think you would love to work with them. And uh, yeah, find somebody who, who prescribes a path, I would say, and, and start by sticking to that path. You know, I mean, so maybe you and find someone who, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say every, web design coach it's kind of interesting i feel like we're in a, a very niche end of the coaching spectrum i don't even identify myself as a coach i'm an educator and creator but coach is part of it mm -hmm. but what's interesting is we all have our own backgrounds which usually come from a very different background into web design like we talked about but we've also mm -hmm. all run our businesses differently so if somebody is really interested in just pure recurring income and not doing one-off big projects then 
your subscription stuff is definitely the way to go. Now, you and I also work very well together with our programs because I, I still teach a lot of the things that you don't get into and vice versa. But when it comes to somebody asking me about subscription web design, I'm like, well, good thing is Steve did a training in my program, Web Designer Pro, and mm -hmm. I send them to you because you did that business model. My business model is different from some of the coaches who have more of an agency approach or more of a digital marketing. I never did digital marketing. I never did social media. I never did ads yeah. or anything like that. So I can't teach on that. I don't feel qualified to teach on that, which is why I try to surround myself with people who have done that and, and, and have them in my world. But that's, that's where you have to almost decide like as a web designer, and you don't have to decide this right away. You'll, you'll kind of come to this, but you do need to have a, have a real, uh, a deep long think about what do I want my day to day and week, week to week to week look like? And what do I want? Like, yeah. do I want to be a work from home, like lifestyle freedom kind of person? Or do I rather, would I rather not work from home and I need to get out of the house and maybe a co-working spot? Or do I want to have an agency? And that's, I would never disparage anyone from somebody who, who wants an agency, who wants to have downtown building and, and, and the SOB payroll and everything. Yeah. But some people have that drive and I say, go for it. But I'm a, I think you and I are alike. We like working from home and being around our family and being able to balance that. So it's, you almost kind of have to decide what kind of life do I want? And then when you find somebody who resonates with you, you know, their tool stack is probably going to fit that, I guess, basically. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, right? We are, um, nobody got into business to, um, uh, to work another job for a boss that they hate and is critical, which is themselves, right? Nobody's like, we're all our biggest critic and we'll all work ourselves as hard as possible. And so there are some steps that you can take to make sure that you don't, um, you know, just give yourself another job. You're actually starting a business. And, and I have to say, Josh, feel free to comment on this. This is one of the things that I think draws people to you. I know it, it drew me. Um, and that is that really you talk about designing your business around the lifestyle that you want, not starting a business first. And then the lifestyle being a consequence of the kind of business you chose. Is that right? Exactly. And this really came to fruition for me when I changed my heading on my website to, I help web designers build a business that gives you freedom and a lifestyle you love. That's the result. Yeah. And there's a little one-on-one -on -one with, with copy and messaging that I learned, which is if you can articulate who you serve and the result that they should get with what you provide. So the who, what, and how, um, that's gold. It's a gold mine because I, I originally came up with that for my podcast because I just, I really, I really, as I looked through my journey, I was like, the whole reason I went full-time in web design is because I, I just wanted complete freedom. And I wanted to be able to build a life that was not capped financially and that I could really do whatever the heck I wanted. I could work when and where I wanted. And I was able to achieve that with web design. Um, so yeah, when it comes to, to that, for me personally, that's the big goal. Now that may come as a sacrifice in some ways of revenue, not all the times, mm -hmm. but, um, there, and, and there's times where I'll hustle and, and, and be in a push mode more than I am with my family, but it tends to balance out. But overall, my goal is freedom, lifestyle freedom. Yeah. Uh, now there are some people who chase revenue more than anything. Uh, and, but it, that's a different model. It's a different mindset. It's a different lifestyle. So yeah, I think that that is the key. And, uh, yeah, you could yeah. use whatever web design business model you want to get there, but at the core for me personally, yeah, it's freedom, lifestyle freedom. Well, and even you, you know, it's, it's not as though you said, okay, lifestyle freedom. So I'm never going to like 
collaborate with anybody or anything. Like you didn't build a huge agency where people are, are, you know, just basically a number, you mm -hmm. know, where your clients are a number. Um, but you did outsource, right? You did, you did have uh, people who worked with you. I think his name was Jonathan, right? For, for a while yeah. there, you had somebody who worked with you and then you had other collaborators who would come in to do specific pieces of things like SEO or graphic design or something like that, you know, as, as they were needed. And so there is a middle ground, right? It's, it's not like solo shop or huge agency. You know, you can actually build a little bit of a niche agency. Um, and right I there would... in the middle that still gives you that. I would argue that if you want to stay completely a one man shop or a one woman shop, the lifestyle freedom is going to be way harder to attain. Agreed. You may, and I, you're a scaler, so I know you're, you're with me on this. Even if you don't want an agency with payroll and stuff, there is a very wonderful hybrid approach to, to scaling nowadays, which is amazing because you can do, you can decide what you want to do day to day, week to week in your business and delegate and hire out the rest. And they don't need to be on payroll. They can be 1099 subcontractors. Yeah, there's plenty of things we get into with subcontractors because there is challenges there, but there's also a lot of challenges with doing everything yourself. And you're probably not going to have lifestyle freedom if everything is on you. I dare say yeah. the only way you could be a one-person shop and do everything in your business is if your business is productized, extremely high value, and you're dealing with just, you know, a handful of clients, a dozen clients at max, but you're, and it yeah. depends on your lifestyle too. If you're supporting a family and you need to bring home six figures for your family, you're going to need to be a two, $300,000 business. And by yourself, that has its challenges unless you're pre super premium premium. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like you can get there, but it takes a lot of time because really what you're talking about is getting into almost that ultra high value consultant role, right? It's almost like that. It, it's going to be, yeah. it, it's even going to be hard I think to be a web designer, unless like you said, you're highly productized and there's a very specific result that you can reliably deliver for clients. And then you've got the fulfillment of that systematized into like, you can spend three or four hours one morning and like, and get that done. Right. And that's it. Right. I think those, that's really the only way, um, you know, to be a successful solo shop in that way. On the other hand, um, you know, there was an interview that I just did with uh, my new friend, Adam, and yeah, I mean, they've got their web design process down in an extremely tight niche to four hours for the setup time. And they just charge $200 a month. And that can scale pretty quickly too, if you don't have to do right. a lot of maintenance. So um, in some way, you're going to have to scale. You're either going to have to scale up your team, your pricing, or the amount of clientele you have, or all three um, in order to make that work. So it's kind of like uh, pick your poison, if you will. You know? Yep. Yeah, it's very well said. Yeah, yeah. There, and it, it's not that one model is better than the other. It really kind of just depends. And the scale game is interesting. I found this more so with what I do now because as a as an educator, an online course creator, a coach, I really have a couple different routes I could go. I could do things at scale and personally be very removed, meaning I could do like courses for the masses and mm -hmm. have a lot of marketing campaigns with like lower end price courses but I really don't have any interaction with my students, but I'm such a people guy. And I realized that I just, I love community and, and I always thought entrepreneurship yeah. was a little lonely. And then it was really lonely when I became a course creator because <laughs> I, I wasn't talking to clients uh, and I hadn't made as many connections yet. So I went from and I, and I am a extrovert and a people person. So 
I would podcast all day and I would never probably log into a website in my ideal. I mean, that's kind of what I'm working towards, but even though I love doing web design stuff, I, if I never write CSS again, I'll be good. I, I much prefer, especially nowadays, the, the people, the relationship building, the, the marketing and, and the ways I like to market. But I say that to say it all can work, but you have to decide like, do I want to do things at scale? and have a lot of clients with a product size, low end service, which is a great model. Or do you want to have mm -hmm. maybe a more high value service, less relationships, but very client focused. This is the case with a lot of local web designers that I coach who we were just talking about Steve Brinkley, who's in your neck of the woods. One of my web design mm -hmm. students from way back, he likes local. He's, he's an old school guy. He likes to actually yeah. meet with people in person. He has a nice notebook of all of his stuff. He's got like printed brochures of his web design services is cool. Like, but his clients like that and appreciate that. Um, so yeah. there's kind of a, there's a bunch of different ways you can do it. And while that's challenging, I think it's also freaking awesome because yeah. it really yeah. is just a matter of like, yeah, what do you want to do day to day, week to week? And, it's, and it may change by the way. And you may decide I want to go the scale route. I want to do less calls and I don't want to coach as much. And maybe I'll get to that point where I want to have more low ticket options and and just do things more at mass. And maybe we'll do that. But right now, personally, I really like having a, a tighter knit community and still being able to serve my audience at large, uh, but bring the folks in who want to go deeper. And by the way, web designers can do that too. You could have a productized yeah. subscription style service for everyone. And then for higher end stuff, you could bring them into like web design and a coaching program. Um, and this, yeah. this, is, this may lead to this, but you mentioned it earlier, you kind of step into like this business consultant type yeah. uh, mm -hmm. role. And I will say the most important thing for folks getting into web design now is to not be just a web designer because that is where it's really hard to mm -hmm. compete. If you just build a website, AI can do that now. People will do that on Fiverr for hundred bucks. Like it is, that is difficult to compete with if you just build a pretty web website. And I don't want to devalue design because there's a lot to it. But if you are a web design strategist, a web design partner, a web design master, a webmaster, like they used to say in the nineties, <laughs> that's where, that's where things are heading from my perspective, because you're so much mm -hmm. more than just a web designer. You can help with copy. You can help with messaging. You help with SEO. You can help with the other parts. Even if you don't want to touch digital marketing, it's about crafting and creating a digital presence for your clients. That's where the true money is and, and the ongoing money. Right, right. Well, it, so you actually, okay, so there's a couple of different directions we could go. There's one thing I want to say, and then I want to, I want to uh, kind of circle back around to, to this because you said something interesting. So first of all, I will have to report back on this because, so in my, uh, I don't know if I've told you this, my audience knows, at least regular listeners, um, but I'm not sure if I've, I've told you. Um, in my agency, we're actually rebranding. So we I did are see going. That. Yeah, getting away from North yeah, so we are moving away from North Mac services because the brand just doesn't work anymore. It's the brand that I started when I was literally working on computers on the side. Um, and uh, so we've got we're splitting into two sort of entities. One is uh, going to be called Skyview Marketing, and that is going to be really heavily focused on my local area. You know, it sounds really petty, but one of the things I've always wanted to do is just be able to hang up an ad in where at my kids' gym, you know, in their in their oh. school, uh, for when they're playing basketball, and like or wear shirts around that makes sense. And you know, I'm I'm big on descriptive branding, and so North Mac Services doesn't tell you anything about what we do. So um, we're moving into a more descriptive uh, brand so that I can you know, do some things locally here to build my name. Uh, cool. But 
the the other side of that is we're going to be um, working on uh, something called pro membership sites. We're redesigning that site or not redesigning. We're designing that site right now and uh, it's getting there. So I'm really excited about it. And this is going to be where we're really going into our bread and butter niche of doing membership and learning management sites, which is something that our, um, our current in our current business, we're we're building a name for, but again, our name doesn't have anything to do with it. And so we're going to be doing an educational model on this. I'm still working on the details of how this is going to go, uh, whether we're going to focus primarily on SEO or YouTube or a combination of the two. It's, it's probably going to be a combination of the two. And one of the things that we're going to do is um, explore this idea of offering coaching, courses, membership, community, something along those lines as either a downsell from, okay, hey, you're not ready to afford the the big bad, you know, the actual done for you service yet. So here's this other option. Uh, or we might even kind of build that as the starting point, right? So mm. that way, when we're doing the YouTube, like I, just a great example of this. So we had a client um, we have a, a new client. We I just uh, talked with her on Wednesday, and she was one who found me on YouTube where I had the DIY, here's how you do it. And she tried to start doing it and got frustrated with it. And, you know, now she's a client. And I know that's happened to you before because you've told you told the yeah. stories. And so uh, she's like, if you had had a class on this, I would have bought it instantaneously yeah. like i would have like we would have talked yes but like i would have bought the class right and so that tells me there's especially in the niche where i'm going to be there's a potentially a, a really interesting opportunity in actually combining the business the the actual doing of the web design with an information product mm, and yeah. so that's really an that, interesting place to be yeah is that just for the membership side the membership pro side of things yeah, I'm not planning to do anything like that with Skyview. Skyview so is going to be well, traditional web design and okay. marketing, local, local based. Yeah, it's a, a really cool case study, and it goes to show that you do not need to solidify your whole business model straight up. Like, and I think it's actually yep. important not to because you could lock yourself into something you don't want to do potentially. I do think Correct. it's. I personally think it's good to, and I might be biased because this is the approach that I took, but I kind of did everything in the beginning, including a lot of graphic design and print services along with websites. And I was a generalist. I work with everybody. And I found out that I kind of had certain niches that I worked with, although I never actually niched down like, like you're doing with, with memberships necessarily. But there is this nice approach to when you build your business, you really get a feel for number one, what you enjoy doing. Number two, what you're really good at doing and what you're getting results for, for clients, like what you're actually good at getting results for. And by golly, if you can niche that down and make it, if you can make it your whole business awesome, but you could do what you're doing, Steve, and make it a different business or a wing. So you could have Skyview. And then when somebody comes in wanting a membership site, you're like, oh, okay, perfect. We actually do this over here. We have a whole yeah. program for, for membership sites. So we'll do it, you know, we'll, we'll do, unless you're intentionally keeping them completely separate, but it's a great way to like niche under a generalist type of agency. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, um, 
uh, Adam, who was just on, he is hardcore into niching him. And he, he thinks you should do like a niche of a niche, like a segment of a segment is the way that he put it. But yet he still has his bespoke web design agency, right? Where you can come and get a, a custom site. So niche is no longer all or nothing um, in the way that this is. And look, I spent seven years as a generalist learning what it is that we got good at, seeing what people were asking for. And uh, so we paid our dues, if you will, in, in finding out where we needed to be, what segment of the market was there, what people actually wanted versus just what we wanted to sell them. And uh, look, seven or eight years later, we now have that data and, and we're moving forward on that. So can I, can know. I say real quick, Steve, on the niche within the niche thing, this is what's really interesting. I might have to have Adam on as well. Cause I'd like to talk to you him about this, but he's great. Yeah. I will tell you this. I started this whole endeavor, as you know, just doing Divi stuff. It was Divi tutorials, how to build websites. And then I eventually got into the business side of things. What I found out was when I started doing tutorials back in like 2017, the people I was serving, Divi web designers, were primarily just using Divi. It was really common back then that you weren't using any other themes or any other platforms. You were just yeah. WordPress and Divi. What I've found now and the pulse on the industry that, that I see, and I, I am in a lot of different ends of the spectrum with web design, but still heavily involved in Divi, is that people are using Divi along with other themes and along with yeah. other builders. And it's a big shift. And I say that to say, if you decide to niche, I would not advise niching based off of a tool because right. when they change the tool, you're irrelevant or, and I'm in a way, like part of me is like, should I have just stayed all in on Divi? But now I'm like, thank goodness I didn't because I can serve people who don't use Divi or they're using Divi and Elementor and different mm -hmm. platforms potentially. Um, so yeah. that's the, that's well, there's the, something, something really important about that, that I, I don't want to miss. And I actually just wrote about this in an email recently. Um, what you've hit on there though. So you see some people would make, <clears throat> would make the mistake of looking back at that and saying, ah, I should have started and been more open and more general. And I think that is the wrong way to think about it. And I'm Agreed. not saying you think about it that way. I'm just pointing. No, I out. agree. That's I, not how this works. You know? I think you, you can get further. Yep, you can get further faster in a detailed niche as long as it is a good niche and you know it well and you like the people in that realm. But uh, you yeah. do. I, I think there's a growth cap with certain niches. And mm -hmm. Adam's perspective, I haven't listened to that interview, but I, I would imagine his niche is probably by maybe an industry or by, by a customer type that is not tool specific because yep. people do use different tools. So that's just where I've learned, yeah. like, you know, if, if you're, which for web designers, it's rare that you're going to work. Well, well, I don't know. I mean, we have, like, I've got some students who do some email marketing services and some other things that are based off of certain tools. Um, yeah. Like, uh, like our friend, April Ray, she has an incredible service set uh, of email marketing along with web design, but she just uses Flowdesk. I think maybe a couple others. Now, I'm glad yeah. that she is finding a nice little little niche in in Flowdesk. But if somebody wants to use Mailchimp or ConvertKit and they want to get out of Flowdesk, I don't want her to be irrelevant to them. So I would have it as a, a, a part. And I, I don't mean to pick on April yeah. here, but it's just a good no. example of like the. Yeah, I do agree. I think it's I think it's good to start targeted and and hyper niche. But then I would expand out or at least watch the trajectory for growth because tools change. And, you know, I guess the big takeaway here is, right, because to your point, like, it's like the example that, that Adam used was, 
Well, you start with pizza shop owners in Ohio, but maybe your website, like that's for your real direct marketing, but then your website just talks about pizza shop owners. Cause what if the guy in Ohio says, well, I've got pizza shops all through Texas and Arkansas too. Like, right. can we do those? And the answer is, um, uh, of course, yes. But you know, there's plenty of people who did what I did. I started general and then laser focused niche. So I think if I had to do over again, I would laser focus niche and then move to general. And just for the record, probably over the next few years, you will see that happening with subscription web design. This is going to tap out after a while because that is the nature of things. But I will hopefully have built for myself a, a, a very a good reputation as the subscription web design guy who can then very easily branch into other things, um, which is a good segue. Uh, actually, there's been a few good segues here into this, this, this one question that I know you're passionate about and you have an opinion about. So I'm excited to hear your take on it. And it's this idea of as a web designer, there's a lot of pressure now, for, especially from lots of the, our types, the coaches and consultants. There's a lot of pressure now to get into digital marketing and to offer digital marketing services. And I know a moment ago you just said you don't need to be just a web designer. But on the other side of that, I think you would agree that you don't also have to be a marketing nerd like me or, or our mutual friend, Eric. You're like You don't have to go into all these other services. And so there's a real question of, is it possible to make it in this tough economy with you know, the gig economy, Fiverr and Upwork, and then AI looming over here. Is it possible to really just primarily do web design? And if you don't want to get into marketing, what are, like you mentioned, strategy? Like, what are some of those other little services that you can easily add into web design without overwhelming yourself or having to learn a bunch of new stuff? Well, first off, I would start with web design for sure, uh, because any marketing services you may or may not want to do are going to lead to the, to the web design side of things. So I do see a lot of people... Mm -hmm take a, a head first dive into maybe like digital marketing, but if they suck at the website stuff, it's gonna be really hard to offer that as well. Again, websites are the home. So I don't wanna devalue web design itself. The reality is too though, what's cool about web design is that you can do a lot of things on site and on the web design side of things that will remove you from just the commodity web designer. And those are things like messaging, copy, conversion-based design, SEO, even foundational SEO. We're not talking ads. We're not talking ongoing stuff. But things like that that are, and even strategy. And the cool thing is, is everything I just mentioned, you are all doing it on every project. You're probably mm -hmm. just not packaging it up nicely and charging for it. Like I was doing SEO. Yeah. I was doing strategy. I was doing messaging and copy. I was doing conversion-based design. I was doing all those things. But I just said I built websites. So step one, the foundational piece is, and when I say don't just be a web designer, it, it's it's almost just framing it correctly. Framing it mm -hmm. as what is involved in a website. It's not just, we make pretty websites. Uh, and that that was mm -hmm. fine for me for a while. And and that was an entry point often for me. I, I, I mean, my tagline on my website was, we build awesome websites. What's awesome about them? Well, let me tell you, it doesn't look just, just look pretty. It's conversion, right. it's SEO, it's designed for all these other things. So you can luckily build a nice six-figure income with just those things. But I, I throw this in there because the reality is if you are not helping your clients grow their business, somebody else is going to fill that role. And I am not advocating for everyone to be a digital marketing agency but one thing I would say in my framework, my model, which you know well, Steve, is, is a three-category suite of services, which is build, building websites with everything we just talked about, support, 
in the form of maintenance plans and care and ongoing optimization and even strategy calls that are every quarter mm -hmm. and then growth, something in a growth category. And you could do one thing if you just wanted to, we, we were mentioned April, she doesn't want to do social media. She doesn't like Google my business profile setup. She doesn't even love SEO, but she really likes email marketing. So her growth yeah. service is email marketing. That's what she helps her clients with. And it's a great example of somebody who's doing something that they like. And that's that's the growth category. It just And that's the kind of thing that separates her because she is viewed as almost a business partner. And I really believe yeah. in, the, in the long run, if you want a lifetime client, you have to help them grow their business. And the mistake I made was I built really nice websites. And even before I had my maintenance plan, it was like, okay, thanks. See you later. Bye-bye. Never see you again. And man, if I could go back and tell Josh back in like 2013, offer your maintenance and care and offer them something to, to continue to grow their business. That was the key for me. Yeah. It, it, that's what made lifetime clients. All I did, by the way, was SEO. And I partnered with a guy to do ongoing SEO. And then I would just do a continual like SEO updates and then we would do some content stuff. I didn't really have a great package for this because I wasn't in a coaching program or anything, but I was right. doing messaging and copy and optimization. And then I was doing strategy. Uh, whether I knew it or not, I was doing, I was circling around with clients and we were looking at trends and looking at redesign for websites I'd done years ago. And it was more strategy based. So uh, yeah. something in a growth category, I think is really important. You can make it, by just building websites. But I think the danger is leaving the the business growth aspect to, to somebody else. Because I'm telling you right now, a lot of clients are going to get somebody in to do the growth stuff. And that that person is there, that agency is going to be like, well, we can take over your website too. Yep. Yeah. This happened to me many times, many times. Tale as old as time, my friend. That yeah. happens. It big time happens. If you're not supporting your client long-term with that stuff, who, whomever they bring in, because they eventually will, if their business is, is growing, they will, they will, they will pour more fuel on that fire with somebody, whether it's you or not. And this is where I think it's important that even if you're not doing all of the stuff, um, I think you should be willing to think of yourself like a general contractor and, and quarterback things, right? Um, you know, our mutual friend, Kevin is really good at like Facebook ads and Google ads and all of that. And so you, you need to be in front of your clients, whether it's through the strategy calls or whatever to get a pulse for where they're at, you know, and I've, I've failed on this at times. Like I have gotten emails from two different clients now. It, it's only happened twice. So that's why I can remember it. Um, but I've gotten calls or, or emails from two different clients now who said, yeah, this random dude off the internet emailed me and said they could do an SEO report and they could get me to page one on Google. And I did it. And here's what they said. Can you do this for me? Otherwise I'll just have them do it. And I'm like, first of all, there's, there's so many lessons there. We don't even have time to go down them all. Like you think the you're bothering your is, email. The main lesson is back up your website and wait for them to come back if they leave. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, there's a lesson, you know, there's a lesson and guess what? Somebody is sliding into their inbox and you're too afraid to do it. And so if you would not be That's afraid to do point. it, you'd be, you'd be in front of them instead of this person. This person wasn't afraid and they're in like, and no offense to anybody, but they're in like Bangladesh or somewhere and, and barely even speak enough English when you're they're right down the road from you and you don't even have that relationship with them. So you have not, to build that not, relationship. Can we not pass up that what you just said, Steve? This is so important. Yeah. And that is if you are not in front of your clients, even if they've already paid you, even if you're doing maintenance plans and sending a report once a month, 
Somebody else is going to be, which is why I am the biggest mm -hmm. advocate ever for web designers to have like a newsletter that you send monthly would be awesome. Even if it's just a simple, nothing fancy, just checking yep. in, here's some recent projects, here's some trends that we've seen. Can we do anything to help you? Or at minimum, quarterly email, all of your current clients, you are not going to bother them. You're not going to annoy them. Mm -hmm. You have got to be top of mind, front and center as much as possible, because you're right. If you're not, somebody else is. And I, mm -hmm. I, I can think of many situations where I built a website and I thought, I got a client for life here. I can think of one. It was called ER Auto Care. And I built their site. I worked my freaking butt off on that site. It was really cool. And it wasn't even three months into working with them in Managed WP, their site was disconnected. And I was like, oh, what's going on? Is the site down? Oh, it's a different site. It's a different site. And I was yep. like, what in the heck? So I messaged them. And it was so weird because he paid like, I think it was like a $4,000 website. Three months later, he got it redesigned. And, uh, and he, I was I was not anticipating that. He was kind of a quirky, odd dude. So, I, you know, it, it, it was yeah, kind of a C yeah. client. But still, the fact that he just got it redesigned and what I found out was he had hired a marketing company to do their SEO and some paid stuff. And they just redesigned his website with a different theme that they use and all this stuff. And he just decided to use yep. that. Now, the unfortunate thing about that is I was almost the guinea pig because they took my exact design elements and they basically ripped my design off uh, but and recreated it in this different theme. But mm -hmm. that was what happened. I literally lost that client because they were just like, well, we can just throw in the website with what we're doing in the marketing. So that, you know, that is where, again, I don't want to scare anybody away from this or make you feel like you've got to be a whole digital marketing agency. But had I been more of a consultant, with strategy and had I had I had really pushed some of the SEO stuff, then what would often happen is it would be like, well, we just love Josh too much. He's too invaluable for this. Right. So you I want to have you work with him. And that's what I kind of eventually got to. Yeah, you know, and that that is all well and good. There is a hidden lesson here though, too, that I feel like just you know, you and I, we deal with a lot of people who are in the beginning stages of their journey, and there's a lot of imposter syndrome and stuff. And I feel like it's important to say with everything that we just said, while it is true, you can't save the world. And mm -hmm. there are going to be some things that just happen. So literally the exact situation you just described, I mean, with the, I mean, not the timeline, the timeline was the only difference. It was a little actually weirder because we had actually been working together for a little over two years at this mm -hmm. point this client was a subscription web design client she was the first one that was paying like a significant amount um you know over 200 dollars a month um for her website and that was big for me especially at the time and um yeah, I, I, and, and I was in conversation with her. In fact, she ghosted me. I was emailing her multiple times about, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's meet up next time you're coming through town because she was actually a, a coach who worked with some of the lawyers at the law firm where I worked. And literally same thing, log in and manage WP one day, the site's disconnected. I go to it. It's like, it's my design on a different theme and mm. somebody else's thing, you know, like most of my design elements were there, hardly anything had changed. And it was, it was a niche, it was a niche provider for the legal industry. Right. Mm. And this kind of thing sometimes just happens. So be easy it, on yourself. You can't yes. control everything. It does happen. And, and sometimes it happens if a client doesn't even want it to. I had one client who was an insurance mm. agency. who was like a private insurance firm, just him and one other guy. 
and he was in my networking group. He was actually my neighbor. Like he loved me and I, and he's actually my insurance guy still. And he was like, one day he was like, Josh, I'm so sorry, but I'm a part of this, like through my insurance program that like our stuff is through, we have to legally use their website template, like through their service. And he's like, I just, yeah. I don't, my hands are tied. And I was like, ah, that's all. It's all right. So yeah. back up your website designs and you're right, Steve, it is going to happen. You could be the best web designer, have the best product package ever. It will still happen. But the key is to, to limit that. Um, and the cool thing is too, like you mentioned, a lot of people getting into it may feel the imposter syndrome with this, but just remember for anyone getting into web design, a couple months into you learning web design, you are an expert to, to your clients because they don't know barely anything. Mm -hmm. So you can yep. just really know what WordPress is and just how to know how to build a site without any code. And your client's going to be like, oh, you know, Susan is an absolute expert. She's a genius. All Susan knows is WordPress and a little bit of Divi, for example. Right. But she's an expert yeah. to her clients because they don't know anything about that. So that that's yeah. the key. I mean, and it is a one you know step at a time process. So a lot of this, we're talking about some things that are fur further along in the journey, uh, but it's just kind of a heads up. And I really, I like that we're have, we're focusing on the trends and why web design is is really good today, because there is an amazing amount of opportunities. But you do need to, in my mind, you do need to be a little multifaceted and you need to at least have the the goal of being more than just a little web designer uh yeah i hate yeah. To, i say that carefully because i don't want to devalue the art of web design but you got to be more than yeah than just a, a web designer who can design something pretty well and that's important to know right because that actually is one of the biggest things that is different from when you started, for example, and even when I started to today, when we first started, we could just build the website, get in, get out, get done, even though I've always wanted to build a relationship. And I know that, you know, you're an advocate for building the relationship as well. Um, it used to be almost a luxury back then. Actually, it was a little, it was a little more unheard of um, back then. You know, you'd build a website and hand over the keys. Today, there's lots of reasons for this, but I like to make the example of rather than thinking of the website as like a house that gets built and then you maintain it so it doesn't fall down. It's more like a living organism that's constantly being battered from all sides by mm. by the weather, if you will, by by Google and an SEO update that like changes everything over here or a Facebook algorithm update that all those business Facebook posts leading to your website, they've stopped working. And so now there's got to be something else. And, and your website is the home, like you said in the beginning, it's that central hub that interacts with all of those things. So if you don't have a trusted partner to work with over the long term to get those things done, um, then your clients are going to be up the creek without a paddle. And so it's, it's even worse for them. So it's a good thing for them if you getting into web design actually sure up your processes and really have a good vision for where you want your client relationships to go and into I would, the future. One thing I learned that I really haven't talked about to this point, but this is really prompting me to maybe make this a solo podcast episode or a video, and that is to really explain to your clients as much as possible that marketing agencies are going to poach you. They are going to recommend we change ah. the website and they could do it to like, let them know this is going to happen to expect this. And if you don't do marketing, just say, I don't do marketing, but I am your web guy. I am your webmaster and let them know because I've had this happen too. If they try to convince you to pull the website into their platform or whatever they do, that could be all great. But if you decide to leave them in six months, guess what just happened? Now your website's yeah. gone or now I'm yeah. not your web guy. So let them know like, 
you can totally work with the marketing folks, but it, we're going to work together on this. So I, I would honestly put yeah. in your processes or just your ongoing communication. And maybe this is just a, an automated email in your, in your sequence. Once you launch a website, have it go out like a month after or something and just say, we just want to let you know, moving forward, I'm so excited to be your, your, your webmaster or your partner with the web design business. And uh, if I'm not doing these marketing services, you will get hit with a lot of DMs and stuff. Just know I'm open to working with them because, and just let, warn yeah. them what you, cause I had to literally do this. I, now that I think about it, I did it with a lot of clients later on in my journey. And I said, yeah, you're going to get these and yeah, maybe they'll do your website. But what happens when you want to turn your marketing off? You have to turn your website off too, which is why it's mm -hmm. and why I really recommend the website ongoing services are different and separated from marketing. Marketing services Agreed. are turned off, turned on, ramped up, ramped down, but clients all the time. Yep. Did not and do not turn off their hosting. Now they will even turn off maintenance potentially if they don't understand it, but they're not going to take their site down. So that's like the yeah. absolute floor foundation is just hosting websites. Yep. Well, man, I'm telling you, this has been, I mean, this is like the primer. If you are looking to get into web design, I feel like we have touched on a lot of things that you need to know. Um, but of course, there's a, a, a lot to this, right? It's a it's a pretty advanced journey. So we got about eh, we got about five minutes left for you to have to run. And so I'd love to just take these last five minutes and number one, just sing your praises uh, a little bit here because uh, literally without you, we would not be here. As I said earlier, um, I joined Josh's club, uh, his web design club, as a founding member in December of 2020. 20. Yeah, so you were really young. yeah. I, I was December of 2020, and um, uh, I joined it because since that uh, fall, I had been in a preparatory, um, you know, uh, a, a, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but I had prepared, I had planned to leave my job in January of 2021 and uh, go full-time. That's what I did. I went full-time January 15th, 2021, and I wanted to make sure that I had a community to walk alongside with. Uh, throughout uh, that journey. And so that's jo what Josh's community has been for me. And I've been a part to this day and don't plan on leaving ever if I can help it. So um, um, so let's just talk a little bit about, about that, about the importance of having a community to go through, to learning all of this stuff. You know, I mean, again, without Josh's help and the, uh, the friends in the community, like literally today in Basecamp, I was having a conversation with somebody from Josh's community. We've built these lifelong uh, friendships and, 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 you know, collaborations between each other. And so, yeah, like I would love for you to just talk a little bit about your community, how it's helping people and where people can go to get started with it. Well, I so appreciate that, Steven. It's been awesome. Like I said, in the beginning to see you, you progress and go full time and to see what you've done and become a webpreneur. You're, you're a rock star student, man. So it's an honor to be a part of your journey. And yeah, I, mm -hmm. you know, you're such a, a benefit. You're you're a good example of what makes my community, which is called Web Designer Pro now. Um, you're a good example of what makes it so awesome. The people are just freaking awesome. And yeah. you know, I loved having courses and doing things a little more at scale in the beginning, but I learned that I wanted a deeper sense of connection with my students. And and because of all the things we've talked about in this entire chat. I almost feel like if you're going to have any sort of education as a web designer, it has to be ongoing because things are changing constantly. Uh, you know, there's, there's a, because there's so many different models and so many different options. I feel like having a bit of a collective approach is, is really needed for, for online education, especially for web designers. So 
that's really what Web Designer Pro is, is all about. It's helping you become a pro web designer and building your dream web design business so that you have freedom and lifestyle you love. And actually, the next phase of what I'm doing right now is the next step of that, because the majority of questions I'm getting, I don't know if you know this, I don't, I don't know, remember if I told you this when we met, but the majority of questions I'm getting now are, I'm so busy, I'm slammed, what do I do? Like wow. uh, I've raised my rates. What do I do now? Yeah. Uh, I know it's a coincidence that so many pros are going through this, but it is honestly and honestly, <laughs> transparently, it's what's happening. Like so many yeah. people are getting such good results. Now the next step is to scale a little bit, but you don't want to be a big agency with a building downtown and overhead. What's the mm -hmm. option? Well, it's what we talked about earlier, this hybrid approach. So I'm currently working on a new course called scale your way which I'm really, really excited about because it really, it really <sighs> highlights. Awesome. And I probably have want to have you come in and do like a masterclass lesson in it with your experience. Um, Please. I'm so jealous. I love that uh, name and everything. That's amazing. <laughs> Hold on. Let me buy the domain name before you rip it off. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'll sell it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> sell it to you for like five grand. Uh, but it really is. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with it is like, okay, now I've helped people get to this point, but what's next. And, and I learned a lot scaling and I've learned a lot from people who are scaling, uh, including yourself. And, and yeah, that's kind of the next step, which will be inside of web designer pro. And then I'm also in 2024 and Q1, I'm going to open up, uh, this is, you know, dun, 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 brand spanking news right here on the <laughs> subscription web design show. I'm going to yeah, open up a, a mastery program which is as of right now the version will be like a 90 day like three month boot camp kind of sprint okay. uh it will be for folks who are at or closing in on six figures and we're going to take a deep dive into revenue boosting profit systems scaling and just getting your time mm -hmm. back for for those for those Love folks it. so scaling course which will be the foundation of that and then and then really dive into tactics that are a little more intensive yeah. coaching. That's kind of like a, a timed program all in web designer pro. So it really, I mean, and people who are brand new can join too. It's at a price point that uh, I realize, you know, it's a currently it's a one ninety nine a month pr uh, price point. So for folks just starting out, the cool thing is you could take a couple of weeks and go through my courses or depending on how long it takes you, you could do it over a month and you can charge at minimum $2,500 for starter sites with an average yeah. price point of 5,000. So you'll make your investment up yeah. like that. Um, but it's, it's yeah. actually there to get people who are like-minded as a, and with a vision of being a pro. And then once you get to pro status, that's what I'm working on helping them on the next evolution. That's, that's amazing. Well, look, I mean, I, and what I'm getting ready to say helps me too, but I'm going to say it in the context of, of what you've got going on, because I think it's so important. You can't look at this stuff, coaching, whether it's web designer pros, subscription web designer, whatever it is, you can't look at this stuff as a cost. It's not a cost. If you do what it's, what we say to do, if you do what we say to do, it will not only be, it's, it's even hard to say it's an investment. It is an investment, but like literally the numbers are so stupid. You know, and I'm just being, I'm just like, this is blunt, Steve. This is about as blunt as Steve will ever be. Okay. You, if you don't, if you don't invest a little bit, there's literally no way to um, have an investment if you don't invest something into it. Right. Like that, that's logical. Like you can't, your money can't grow at the bank unless you put it there. Right. And so, uh, okay. Josh's program is 200 bucks a month. Okay, great. Do you have any clue how much more than $200 you're going to make? 
if he, if, you know, I'll, let me just do, real quick. I'm going to use an example of something totally unrelated to this. I'm a, I'm a huge budgeting nerd and I use this budgeting software called YNAB that I love. And there's all the time on their Facebook group, people complaining about how much it costs. And it's like $9 a month. And I'm like, bro, I made, I made the $9 a month. I saved like 15 times that the first month I used the thing, like you like pay for the thing, use the thing. And once you put it into practice, man, you will see results that are like that will skyrocket and you'll never want to leave. And so that's, that's why I'm, I'm a member of Josh's club to this day and, or, or the web designer pro, and I don't plan to leave ever. So you can find that where webdesignerpro.com Is that right? Yep. You can go to webdesignerpro.com and that will point you over to where it's at on my site right now at joshhall.co. Joshhall.co is my, my site with podcasts, YouTube videos, everything's there. Uh, and then, yeah, currently webdesignerpro.com will, will point you over there to the, to the, to the landing page and, give you all the details, but you're so right, man. I mean, I tried to make pro at a price point that is affordable for long-term because it's not like a 12 month program. It is, mm -hmm. if it was a 12 month program, it would probably be like a thousand dollars a month, but I'm in the business of continuity, especially now and, and yep. lifetime clients. I want people, I mean, you've been there for over three years, almost three years and you're not, you have yep. no anticipation. So you are a prime example of why I try to keep it at a reasonable price point, but also you can make a six figure business in a few months if you really want to do it with everything that's in pro. So I also wanted to, to, to be at a point where it's like, you know, you understand the value and are at least pushed to, to, to do that. So pricing yeah. is tough and their pricing is tough for websites too. That's a different combo, but uh, yeah, I appreciate that, man. That's, that's what it's all about. So anyway, yeah, I, again, appreciate your, your mindset on that. And I've learned that too. It's like you invest in, do you, you want to invest in like a nice lamp for your house? That's well, lamps probably a bad thing, but I don't know, whatever people spend money on crazy stuff. And, but then if it's, if it's like, Oh, it's a business investment, it's going to help me make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Ooh, isn't that strange? Yeah, isn't that, isn't that strange? We'll, 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 we'll buy $200 worth of Starbucks. There it is. And I'm not yeah. picking on you if you like coffee. Not picking on you at all. I love Starbucks, but I will I will easily spend a uh, hundred dollars a month on Starbucks, and but then really mull over the decision to get a hundred dollars a month membership program or something like that, bro. Quit the Starbucks, go get the thing so that you can grow your business and afford a lot more Starbucks. Right? Well like, said. Grow your business in a couple months, then you can buy all the Starbucks you want without even thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great way to all end right, Josh, off, man. This has been <laughs> such a pleasure and thank you so much for, for coming on. And uh, yeah, I'm stoked. This is great. So uh, webdesignerpro.com and then that'll take you to wherever uh, all the whiz bang stuff, satellites and all that. And uh, yeah, it's been a great conversation. Appreciate you. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it, man. Hey friends, just a quick heads up as we close out today's episode. So there's this event coming up. I'm really excited about it's the simply profitable designer summit. It's all about finding new practical ways to make our web design businesses more profitable and honestly, more enjoyable. I'll be there sharing some insights and I've got some fresh perspectives to share that I think you'll find really valuable, especially if you're into making your income more predictable, as I know many of you are. Plus, there's going to be a bunch of other speakers who are absolutely brilliant at what they do. And here's the best part. It's totally free to attend, so you can get all of this information and action and inspiration without leaving your desk or even your couch. So if you're interested, just head over to subscriptionwebdesign.com slash summit to get your ticket. Subscriptionwebdesign.com slash summit. It's a great opportunity for us to learn some new strategies together. Oh yeah, 
I'll be there too. And maybe even shake things up a little bit in our businesses. I really hope to see you there.